and welcome back to Cork Stats, powered by the Mayo Media Network here on YouTube, presented by Jock Market, the very best. Brand new daily fantasy app where Wall Street meets Main Street meets 161st Street. Download the app for free. Use the code MMN for Mayo Media Net. They're going to match that first hundred bucks for free. If it's free, it's for me. And we don't just talk it. We do it. We are up in the arena every single day. We have the scars, the black and blues, and lately, the fat pockets to prove it. Love the jock market, man. But even if you're not playing jock market or you're not allowed to where you live, I really think all these stacks we point out are viable for daily and DFS. They're all, man, total base bets I've seen people go with because we're just identifying the stacks. So that's your daily DFS jock market tool. That's the first pillar of profit on the Thursday show. We do 10 and 12 team home ads for fantasy, and then we're going to do some bets. But first, before we get into the jock market, man, how are we doing? I'm telling you, I am really enjoying this. I know people are signing up because I can tell from the astute questions. I see you. We're working on things to really work for everybody. I think maybe like a live stream of like the opening bell might be really helpful to see people kind of get through maybe a bit more of the minutiae jock market. Really awesome. Again, we have top players on the board. Yawn. Oh, well, actually, we had top players on the board in both slates because we gave you Profar in the morning and then Xander Bogarts in the evening. Though Bogarts figured finished third. He didn't finish first. We had three players in the top ten. Castellanos we identified as part of the power stack. Stanton we identified as part of the stack. And again, we are just rolling in the jock markets. And Big Johnny brought the receipts. There he is. Xander Bogarts. It's Nick Castellanos and Jacaro Stanton all in the top 10, all getting paid. And I loved this single DM that I got. Somebody said they basically ran out the same lineup in DFS and jock market. They lost in DFS and they won in jock market. And that's the difference. You could have a player pay up with a progressive you know, offering, and that will boost the whole lineup. It's not a 10-team parlay. We're not going to do this every single day, but, man, jock market is the bomb. The second pillar, like I said, we're doing fantasy, and then the third, we're doing bets. I am picking every single game or on the algo, custom write-ups, the whole nine. You get with me on Twitter, at MLB Moving AVG, and I have picks on Patreon, but you don't have to pay. You thank Patty Mayo for giving me the avenue to provide it all to you. In the morning on this show, before I could do all that stuff, man, we're going to be doing a three-team parlay, and I only like to give out stuff that's sustainable. So the idea is this. We're going to be looking for three-team parlays that are between plus 500 and plus 600, and the idea is if we hit one a week, this will be a profitable venture. Right? I'm not just throwing stuff at the wall and you know hoping to get clicks. It's just not my style. We're in this to make money. I do this to keep my smoking hot wife around, the lights on, and my kids fed. Speaking of those bets, day number one, man, that Detroit game was a debacle and we dropped it. But yesterday, we was back for more me, you, and the Cork Stats crew, buddy. There it goes, Miami with the dub, Houston, Texas with the under, Arizona. Of course, you know me, I'm a cheapskate and conservative player. I told you I liked Arizona. I didn't want to be greedy. I thought they could win outright. They did, but we hit it with the run line, which is always a good way to play, especially if you're going to parlay. Oh, look at that. I'm a poet, and I didn't even know it. Bottom line is we're getting paid, everybody. Let's jump into the first pillar of profit and do some of those daily stacks. The first thing I wanted to mention, today's going to be a very tough day for a few reasons. First off is the schedule, right? So it's spread out throughout the day. I'm trying to not focus on stuff so early. I know there's audio-only listeners. Listen, rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast as well. Trying to make it as actionable for both of those kind of sections of people. I know some people catching this on the way home. I don't want them running to a board for a bet that's already happened. But today, most of the games are early. There were zero nine-run totals on the board. 
Think about that. Zero. It's not a three-game slate. I think there's nine or ten games tonight. There's not a single game with a nine-run total. Now, that may change by the time we get there, but really think about that. When it comes to jock market and daily, all of the games are early except for two, so there's a short slate later on. As much as I like jock market, I'm not crazy about the late slates. I really try and get my prices, and if not, let it go. Think about it, right? Less players, kind of higher prices, because the demand is more focused. So let's dive in. We're looking at some reds against Nick Martinez. He's given up five home runs in 15 innings, though he's looked okay. He's got a problem with the long ball. He misses up in the zone. Give me Tommy Fan, Nick Sanzel, and how about Brandon Drury? Let's stop for a second. Brandon Drury was on the sheet yesterday, right? He was on the sheet yesterday with J.P. Crawford. What? Do you, they have in common ding dong, bing bong, home run city? You gotta get with us, man. And I'm not throwing out a hundred names. I think there was maybe, I don't know, 15 names on that sheet. Maybe, maybe 20. I don't even think there were 20. And we had, oh God, half a dozen home runs. I mean, we are just killing it right now. We have the receipts to prove it. Let's go to Atlanta. Dirty, dirty. We were looking for righties on the Braves against Smiley. So give me Albies from the right side of the plate, Austin Riley, Adam Duvall. And Heredia, when it comes to jock market, I like to think in high, medium, and low settings. I would think the same thing applies for DFS, but even betting, right? We always want to think in terms of pricing. A guy like Albies and Riley could get up to that $7.50 per share. A guy like Duval is probably more in that $5 to $5.50 share. And Heredia is probably down in that $3 to $3.50 share. Just trying to give you an idea of how I don't like to shape prices. I like to get my own pricing and let it play out tomorrow is another day. All right, we got the Baltimore Orioles against my boy, Jameson Tyon. He's been a little rough against the power stick, so I think we're looking at Santander and Hayes. Both homered yesterday, and I want to speak to this just briefly. It's not necessarily chasing home runs. I do believe they come in bunches. My model doesn't necessarily know if they hit one yesterday, but it is a small sample, so you've got to be careful. I do... I mean, I'm admitting I want to be a part of the small sample in the beginning of the season. You know, I believe that player production comes in waves. So I want to be in on the wave. My thing is, I'm not saying it's going to last for six months. Give me a guy to hit home run yesterday. I think he's got a pretty good probability of being good for the next couple days. It's weird. People equate the production with player skill, and it's more about, for me, a guy hitting a home run yesterday, outside of being lucky if it's a player that I like or I think is good, means he's healthy. And it means his timing is there. That's pretty much it. He's getting opportunities. What else could you ask for? All right, back to the stack, baby. Look, that poet, you didn't know it two times. Let's go round and bend one last time. This is the night slate. We're looking for Cardinals, lefties against Humberto Castellanos. And I, I really just had Tommy Edmond come up. If Carlson's going cheap, maybe him. But he hasn't even been great. He'll probably also get priced up. Really be careful in these late slates. That's where jock market, not as good as DraftKings. Because in DraftKings, we get to keep those cheap prices. And in jock market, the free market, demand takes over when a player is popular, that price physically goes up, which I generally like on a full slate, we let, you know, people have that, you could hold that, toma low if you want, but us, we get paid on the low price guys in the short slates, there aren't many of those to be had, just because like I said, that the focus kind of becomes more singular, so I think that'll do it for the early slate and the jock market, follow up on Twitter, I'll get some names out there we're going to get those guys, we're going to look to pay them cheap, do not over leverage on the short slates. Tomorrow is another day. The $100 from the Jock Market promo is more than enough to get paid. All right, let's get into some fantasy stuff now. You know, listen, I really want this to matter. It's very hard to have an impactful fantasy show in, you know, eight minutes or whatever I have with this third. But I really want it to happen. 
I appreciate the feedback, and I've been trying to, you know, volley it back to you. People said they were curious of some of the advanced stats we use. Every Wednesday, you get an advanced stat leaderboard, a piece of the advanced stat leaderboard. I'm doing different parts on different sides of the ball. So as you not only learn about players, you're learning about stats and how to apply these things. This is what really means the most to me, right? Breaking down tonight's games means nada tomorrow. But if I can leave you... With a feather in the cap. That's what it's all about. And I find, man, I really find people know who my followers are just from talking about something. You know, you hear some of the terms dropped and they're like, whoa, you know, just total take them back. All right, let's get into fantasy. Hopefully something you can use. Look at the graphics, man. I told you, I'm really trying to step up the production value here, man. You know, I'm telling you, I never, I never rest on my laurels. I truly believe this goes for everything. This is transcending betting and baseball. I truly believe you either get better or worse at everything every single day. And if you believe you stayed the same, the chances are you got worse. So I'm really just trying to step it up. Check it out. I made the graphic. I cut it out. I overlaid it. And now my big mouth is in the corner there shouting at you with... By the way, I don't know if the audio... The audio people can't see this, but the video people, I may get I commented too on this, this is the OG original Cooperstown collection, like before Mitchell and S was even, that's how old it is, I parents dug this thing up out of the closet, actually fit, I was like, yes, man, I got some some fresh, quote-unquote, Yankee gear that's only like 30 years old, alright man, sorry, I'm a cornball, let's get back up into the edge, you can see the graphic on the screen, but I'm gonna walk you through everybody, my 15 teamers out there, some of these names, you know, may be out there, may not. I think if they are, any of these names are out there in 15-team leagues. To me, that's like an auto-add. As far as 10 and 12 goes, I tried to get guys that I think could be impactful. Some of them are injury replacements. Some of them are maybe looking a little bit forward. Let's jump onto it. Start behind a dish. I got four catchers here. I am meant to put three players in each position, but I really must love catchers. And now this is, there's probably a bit of strategy here. I'm sorry, excuse me, just one second. So, in 15 team leagues, catching plate appearances is everything. These guys are probably not around, though maybe Zach Collins is out there. He probably recently got added. In 12 teamers, I generally never pay up for a premium catcher. You can have that, because I feel like there's not, and that's how we shoot streaming options. Again, guys in the wave, right? So my idea of streaming, quote-unquote, is like a three- or four-week stream, and then it might even stick. So I like Sean Murphy coming in. I thought the batting average could come back. I thought the power was real. The opportunities would be there. He's available in a lot of home leagues. You could definitely snatch up Sean Murphy. One last thing to not paying up for those big catchers is that if you paid for a big catcher and they're disappointed, uh, and they're a disappointment, I should say, you're really not going to drop them. So you're kind of stuck with them. And if you have a fluid process with catching, then it's like, whatever, you know, you play Murphy, and if he stinks for a couple weeks, you move on to Collins, and if not, you move on to Stasi, and if not, you move on to Varsho, who I've been noticing has been available in some home leagues. Snatch up Varsho, if he's an eligible catcher, he's playing every single day, not at catcher, that's something that we like. There's also Christian Bethencourt, who was just on the outside of this, looking in. I think he's an ad in 15... I don't know about 12s. Again, it depends on plate appearances. It depends on what you're going to stream. If you're a one-week streamer, there are probably weeks where he's viable. All right. Over the first base, it's Nathaniel Lowe, Seth Beer, and Daniel Vogelbach. The first two maybe own Vogelbach, I really think, is viable. He's just leading off. You know what I mean? He's the first 350-pound leadoff hitter in Major League history. But you know I love that. I love guys that are rectangles. I wonder why. All right. So I think those guys are all viable. If they're not in there, I think you could start... Looking at them, Nathaniel Lowe, 
Beer, especially, definitely viable U. Over to second base, none of these guys would not play as a U. Wouldn't, oh, probably not add them unless I had injuries. But Chavis, if he's still out there, I think Chavis on the Pirates is playable. Again, the opportunities are there, and that's really what we want more than anything. Nico Horner for the Cubs. He got a little more run than I thought he would. They brought in VR, who I thought would bump Horner out. And Horner's been playing, and he's been playing well. So you can add Nico Horner if you're disappointed at second base. Same for Santiago Espinal. Probably the same story. Didn't know if he'd have playing time cut out for him. He's kind of worked his way in there, and then, you know, injuries happen. Blue Jays have found a spot for him, and he's been productive. You know, the lineup, uh, we want to say, like, on the surface, the lineup's very good. Right now, it's a bit decimated, so if he's finding himself like batting sixth for the Blue Jays, Espinal for second base, definitely viable in 12-team leagues. Over to shortstop, J.P. Crawford on the list, baby. Somebody even DM'd me about that. Actually, it was a text message, a private text message. I was like, are you, like, which Crawford? Are you sure it was Crawford? Thinking maybe it was Brandon Crawford. I was looking to get a Blackbird. I was like, no, I like Blackbird. We want J.P. Crawford. And he went yard. So give me J.P. Crawford. I think it's viable. Really kind of undersung. Eugenio Suarez, someone I've been pumping, I think, should be added in, I want to say, almost all formats. I would even consider him. He's like that bubble guy on a bench, I would think. Um, if he's not owned, you could add... Uh, Suarez, and even if you just hold him and you're not starting him, because we know there's big pop in that bat for like point leagues and stuff. Over to the hot corner, third base, Alex Baum looking good. Bryson Stott, that was my boy, not looking good. I'm taking the L on that one on the forehead. L is for love. So Stott is out, Baum is in, and he's looking good. Right now, you got to play him. You know, I think Baum is a must add. I was surprised to see him on this list. And another week or two, and he won't be. The other guys at third, I've already mentioned Eugenio Suarez and Santiago Espinal. You know, I kind of like that also. The little bit of um, added benefit to those guys with the eligibility there, multi eligible, pretty much across all formats, which is always really helpful. Again, sometimes they make for a useful bat on the bench. I don't generally like to carry a lot of offense, but. If you have two, you know, uh, swaps, midweek swaps, daily swaps, or whatever, having one of those guys really could pay off. All right, let's get into the outfield. A couple guys that I really like. Taylor Ward. Well, you know, I had already put up this chart, and he had a grand slam after that. So, I mean, the word was probably already out. He's playing every day. He's batting at the top of the lineup. And the Angels look really good. Taylor Ward got to add in all formats. I have the number one pick of my home league. I don't think he's added. I may add him tonight. Uh, Brandon Marsh, same team. I thought he was going to get X'd out, but man, he's looking really good. He's looking good in these OBP pointing kind of base leagues. Hold on to him, and I think he's next man up if someone were to go down. Jerkson Profar, San Diego. Again, he was on the list and hit a ding-dong. Might be on the upswing in that wave. I think he can get with Profar. Padres lineup really kind of missing a few pieces. He's getting an opportunity towards the front every single day. Hat tip to my boy Rob Dip. Every time I mention Luis Arias on the Twins, I always think about my boy Deadpool hitter. Arias kind of coming on a bit more, trying to break the mold. It's just this kind of light hitting, you know, guy. And it might be a little bit of potential there. I'm not really pulling the trigger on him just yet, but I do want you to circle him. So everyone on this list, maybe fill a different role. We do have different needs. Some players are in first place. And just because they're in the first place doesn't mean you shouldn't be looking to add into strength, even if that strength is the bench. A couple other guys in the outfield before we move on to the bets is Naylor on the Guardians. Again, it's really opportunity and he's hot. I don't know if this one's going to stick, but I think you can get while the getting is good. He should be good for the time being. The Guardians offense kind of going in the tank a bit. I wouldn't be surprised with him hot if he's moving up to try and get things going. Nailer viable in 12, probably not 10-team leagues. 
Last but not least, my boy Ray San Ramon, the bad guy. We'll be back shortly. I'm adding him now everywhere. I have him on a ton of draft and whole champion team, draft champion team just dying for him to get back. Remember, it was a suspension and not an injury. He should come back and hit the ground running. He is the Athletics' best player. There's a very good chance he's either leading off or hitting second. He's going to have the green light to run. Really get with Loriano. This is an all-format thing. If Loriano has been forgotten in Roto Leagues, Category Leagues, every kind of league, and Loriano, I think in Point Leagues, maybe the least valuable, but we have seen stick before. And if he's starts selling out because... You know, listen, again, they're not very good, and those hitters are getting challenged. So if Loriano starts getting challenged, he's, even though he's the best hitter right now, he's getting pitched around. So there really is some potential there. I really like Loriano, one of the names I really like the most here. All right, last but not least, let's get into some pitchers. Just, you know, most of them <laughs> are warm bodies that have strikeout potential. So we got Mitch Keller on the Pirates, who I was pumping. Then he didn't look good. A lot of people dropped him. Now was the time. Reacquire. He looked good. He's okay. Got to be patient with these guys. Growth not being linear. It's also very early in the season. Next up, Bruce Zimmerman. I have to get a gold star on the big nose for that one. I was talking about Zimmerman in the offseason. He's on a plenty of my teams. He looks very good. He shut down some very good teams. Remember, new pitching org in Baltimore. So I know it's hard for us to say, oh, Baltimore pitchers are terrible. Not when the underpinnings change, right? We're always talking about input greater than sign output. That being the idea here. So when they change the motor, we really shouldn't be surprised at a new top speed. I think that's maybe the best way, right, that I could put it. You know, we, the, the outside may look the same, right? It's the same car we had, but it's souped up right now. We're ready to race, and Zimmerman looks really good. A couple guys look really good, man. You know, people laughing about Jordan Miles. He looks good as well. A couple guys adding miles an hour to the slider. That's what matters. Next up, Michael Pineda, who I like, got shelled yesterday, and that's fine. Add him. He's viable. He's going to be good for five innings at a time, pretty much every time he goes out there. Then Daniel Lynch, very highly touted prospect on that Royal pitching rotation. We didn't know who was going to emerge. He's been one of the guys that looks very good right now. Ignore those kind of general stats. That's exactly where I like to look for potential in young pitchers. Give me the young pitcher that had a 9 ERA in a small sample last year. That, those are the people that the market ignores. Those are the guys that got a shot, probably had a lot of potential, got roughed up, working on things, and now we're back, ready to go. <clears throat> Jawan Adon. There's a lot of these guys out there now. Dylan Peters, you're seeing. Bruce Zimmerman. These are all guys that I have on a ton of my teams. I have the receipts, again, to back it up, get with Daniel Lynch. Chad Cool, who came up on the advanced stat leaderboard. He'd really be more of a hold because he's with Colorado. But those road starts against a tough uh, against a bad lineup, I should say, where he should be viable and will be available almost anywhere. Rowanzi Contreras is a stash right now in every format. If he works his way into that pirate rotation, wheels up for him. You won't be able to afford him in fab. Then Joanna Don, who I mentioned, want to hold him. Even if you're not starting him weekly, you want to be behind him before we, like we saw with Josiah Gray, the same idea. All that potential. We saw the swing and miss. Once the strikeouts start happening, it's going to be too late. So you got to get rid of Don now. Same for Glenn Otto on Texas pitch yesterday. I think he was okay, but the match was really tough. It's Houston. Another great time to add young pitching after they're okay versus a great lineup. Otto was good. Get what Otto there should be the opportunity in Texas for him to crack into the rotation. I believe he could stick. And for the last four guys, in particular, Lynch, Contreras, Adon, and Otto, if you're a keeper player, even not necessarily Dynasty, these are guys you've got to add. These are guys I have on my teams that, you know, just be ready. Keep them, stash them, store them. And hold them, because in those keeper leagues, like I said, I'd rather not hold on to bats. I'd rather run a solid lineup out every single week and churn 
the bottom. Maybe there's a stick, like I said, multi-eligibility if there's lineup swaps. But outside of that, I'm really keeping it pretty tight. Then one reliever on the board, Jorge Lopez, for the Orioles. is getting the looks all the time. And really, I mean, what else could you ask for? I guess I should add one more. Danny Jimenez for the A's. Um, Torino is out. With, it's COVID, right? And we don't know the severity. We don't know. It's been more than a couple days, so... I don't know. I don't want to assume, but what I know is Jimenez is getting saves, and the A's are so bad that when they win, it's only by a run. So he's been good and shutting the door. You can get Lopez or Jimenez for the time being. In point leagues, listen, I like Sparps. I, I'm, I'm collecting Sparps and kind of rotating them and stuff like that. So, all right, there's your second pillar, some fantasy. Let's get with some bets today. And your first look, Paul Lay of the day. It's the Halos. I really like Reed Detmers up against the Cleveland offense. I mentioned Cleveland offense really, really struggling. And it's not that I think Quantrill is bad at all. I think he's been okay. He more comes across as like a boring kind of quality start machine. You know, meaning anywhere between five and six innings, two and three runs. I really like Detmers. I think Detmers, the season stats I think might be a little bit misleading. I think we're seeing progression. He's a guy that I really like. Um, have a ton of my teams. And that's not why I'm pushing him here. I think we're seeing it, right? He's getting better every time. Some of the underpinnings in that arsenal looking good. And I think the Angels' offense is a lopsided win over the Guardians right now. That first couple of days, Raquan, Guardians need all those pieces, right? If you're going to be like a contact team, then you need your contact players. So give me the Angels. Minus 150 would not touch this one alone, right? So again, I don't give out anything. I wouldn't. I don't play on my own. Digging this parlay. Luckily, like I said, we hit yesterday, so this week is paid for. I'm putting a dime on it, everybody. If you're a $10 player, bet the minimum. If you're a $100 better, bet 10 bucks. If you're a $1,000 better, you better bet 100 bucks. okay? Please do not overextend yourself on these. I call these dime parlays one-tenth of a unit. Again, I am quantifying these bets. It means a lot to me that people, when they follow my stuff, if they do, that they're not getting in trouble if and when we inevitably lose. That's going to happen. I know right now it just seems like everything we touch is gold, and it's because we work so damn hard, right? And we're willing to go against the market and all the things that help me, or have helped me at least, sustain profitability through my young career. And now the stuff I'm trying to pass on to you, but past performance means ugats. It means absolutely nothing. Zero zilch, nada, goose egg. Past performance, not indicative of future output whatsoever. What is? It's it's us. It's the preparation, right? It's the death. It's the taxes. It's the big dude up before the crack of dawn. It's the certainty that we get. So give me the Angels, full game, minus 150. Then I like Houston to cover the run line. You know, it's funny. I've been actually into a bit more of these. I know people have been asking me about it. Like, Johnny, I'm surprised that you're going with these run lines. I've been known to call them a greedy bet. But yeah, I mean, this is part of actually the the ball thing for me. I think part of the under is the separation now. We're not looking for blowouts. Needing the run line cover, right, a spread cover, in the juice ball era meant a blowout win, and now it doesn't. Now you could look for like 4-1 wins. And for really good teams, we're getting these run lines at even money or plus money. So, like, I'm taking that. I got Justin Verlander versus Martin Perez yeah, give me the Astros clearing the two runs. Um, this one's moving around. I got it even money. I saw plus 105. I saw minus 105. Always try and get the best price you can. So I'm liking that one. Astros are starting to click up on offense. Jordan is back. Verlando looks awesome. I mean, I don't think this one's going to be particularly close. And again, in this new age, particularly close is, you know, 5-1 is a blowout now. So I think we're going to get 5-1 Astros. Same thing tonight, the Atlanta Braves with that beautiful price 
on the run line. Kyle Wright versus Drew Smiley. I think we have the huge advantage as far as pitching. The Braves hit lefties. I think we have a big advantage as far as hitting. Cubs hitting is good. I also think the Braves have the bullpen edge. So give me the three-phase edge with the Braves. I think Wright just steamrolls them. I don't think the Cubs can keep up with him. I think he's going to give you that six to seven. He's going to strike out a ton of guys. I'd be surprised if they hung one or two. And I think the Braves are going to be good for another kind of four or five today. So give me though, you know, give you an idea of how I kind of lay out these things. I got both of these at maybe like a five one. So we got the Angels to win it. Parlayed with Houston to cover the spread. Parlayed with Atlanta to cover the spread. Those back two ones you could play individually if you're more of a if you're more of I don't want to say a serious better if you're more of a professional better and you don't like to parlay, which I understand. You know those back two are viable plays for one unit and they may make the main board later on. But I can't put out any full unit plays. I put entirely too much money on this stuff to be recommending plays that I have to bet now because I open my big mouth that I'm telling fully sure of it. I will drop a dime for you guys every morning on the parlay with things that I like. That's a different story so all right that'll do it from us today man then the three pillars of profit patty mayo hat tip to you man thank you for letting us you know provide all this stuff to everybody follow the twitter handle to the rest of the day remember cork stats is just the first brick in the building you gotta follow it up though today's gonna be very wonky i'm not expecting very much action if at all i mean you're looking to get a part of the early jock market slate because we did that work but there's really not much going on there's only two games i'd rather hang out with my kids and we'll hit them tomorrow and we'll hit them hard with the full slate the whole league we're back so thanks so much for picking up what we're putting down Please download the Jock Market app for free. The code is MMN. They're going to give you that first 100 bucks. Get with us. You buy a share at a time of the top players on the board, and we're going to click away. Remember, Jock Market, there's no jackpot. I just cracked $3,600 yesterday for the first time, making new all-time highs. Myself, I'm doing this with you in real time. I started with $20 of promo cash. Uh, you have a five times that kind of you know, cushion. So hit me up. We're going to make this money together. I'm in there every single day. MLB moving average in the jock market lobby. Look for me. That is me. With the black and blues, the big ugly face. That's me. I'm out there with you every single day. I would never leave you out there, man. Your money is my money. My time is your time. We are simpatico, man. I really mean that stuff. So love you all. Thank you for spending your time. What is here? 25 minutes, man. I'm going to start to stretch this thing. I'm going to start to clip it. But I really want the information to be good. So three pills of profit. Get me all day. MLB moving averages. Check it out on Patreon as well. But you don't pay. It's for free. And when it's free, it's for me. Take care, everybody. And remember, when you work this hard, man, come on. Tell me it don't feel a lot less like luck. You know it does. You almost expect to not lose. But we'll have to get into losing another day. We want to talk about losing while we're winning. Another story for another day, of course. But remember, bet smart, everybody. I'll see you. Peace.